it's one guy. He's 17. He's definitely from Argentina. Is this is this a redux of the Falklands War playing out in my basement? Very possibly. He's declared Argentinian sovereignty over my basement recording studio <laughs> just on the basis that he's an exchange student and he's down there playing video games with my son. Okay, wouldn't that imply that your recording studio is located thousands of miles away from from your house and right next to his? I mean, it's not clear that it's not. We have no way of knowing right. that that's not the case. No one has filled in those details yet. Yeah, no one. Yeah. Scientists have yet to determine <laughs> <Someone>. the location <laughs> of my basement <laughs> recording studio. Is it in a basement? No one knows. I mean, um, it would be confusing if it wasn't. Yeah, so I'm upstairs in the bedroom. Uh, Long-time listeners will recall that I recorded... Um, I recorded from this bedroom once in the past that was the episode featuring my wife christine as a special guest host oh i didn't even realize that at the time oh yeah we were upstairs in the bedroom john what goes on between a man and his wife in their own bedroom with the door closed it's no one's (laughs) business but those two people and all of their listeners (laughs) and jim davis (laughs) all of their podcast listeners uh, Chris, I guess I guess by the sound of your voice, that means you're recording. Oh, 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 am I ever? <laughs> Although I think, to be fair, I think much of the time when we're conversing, I still use this tone of voice because I've lost the ability to speak to you sincerely and in a normal way. Now your voice changed completely when you started recording. I mean, well, I wasn't recording when I said, "Hey." And we all, we all lament that fact, Chris. Well, we heard it. We heard it the second time. Um, it's better the first. You can't recreate that magic, John. John. Some podcasts drink to remember. Other podcasts drink to forget. And still, other podcasts drink <laughs> because they have inadvertently created a Frankenstein's monster of a <laughs> Monday segment. <laughs> In which they interminably describe everything they'll be drinking in great detail. A concept that at first was barely tolerable <laughs> and has grown into an unbearable trough of despond, a cavalcade of banality. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you for today. <laughs> so we're the third, is what you're saying. We're for the third today, kind. Are you still looking up the date? Are you? (laughs) I was trying to decide whether I should announce the day that this episode will air or the day we're going to pretend it is later. I think in a way the day that it will air makes more sense. (laughs) Oh, I mean, in a a way, I I guess. For today, Monday, September 4th, our... 54th ever, that's not true because we didn't start these from the beginning, but just roll with it, our 54th ever drinks roundup. Okay, all right. Pause for applause. (laughs) We're we're doing this a little different this week. Settle down, everybody. Settle down. We can't get to the drinks until you stop cheering. (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. Sit down so the people in back can see um, I was just trying to move things in. Yeah, you're doing a good job. When you said um, we're doing things a little differently this week, <laughs> did you mean 
we didn't talk about the Falklands War for 45 minutes before even beginning the podcast. You didn't. We don't usually pretend there's an audience. Mm, that's true. That's true. We have. We did have an audience that one time, and we pre- we pretended it was vastly bigger than it was. We also didn't do a drinks roundup back. At, uh, your longtime listeners will no doubt know that John is referring to <laughs> our um, first ever and possibly only <laughs> Christmas supplemental, uh, which was recorded live in I can't remember the name of the city we said it was. Could have been Philadelphia. I think it, it was, was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. It was definitely yeah, Philadelphia yeah, because yeah, we claimed the, that we were eating lasagna out claimed. of an upturned Liberty Bell. I don't remember making any claims about it. Yeah, just, we just did descriptions. It. Just did it. Yeah, it was an objective um, description. Sorry, I think I'm thrown off today because we're wearing the same color shirt. I thought you were and thrown. I, okay, go on. I keep looking at the Zoom meeting and I'm thinking like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not Who saying that. What's going <laughs> on? What? Very confusing. Why? Why is my why is my identical twin so mu- so articulate and hilarious? <laughs> exactly. Um, why am I interrupting myself constantly? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's hey, that's hey, a... stop interrupting yourself. Sorry, stop um, interrupting yourself, Chris. Uh, let John. me just tell you what I'm drinking this week. I would um, love to hear what you're drinking. Of course, I, I I'm drinking uh, another DJ Jazzy Hef. Of course, of co- but of course. It it almost it almost need not be spoken. Uh, it almost need <clears throat> not be mentioned. But of course, we're going to mention it and discuss it in great detail. I've got a Rubeus uh, raspberry ale. Uh-huh. John, can we go back to the DJ Jazzy Hef for just a moment? Chris, just we're never going to get through this drinks okay. roundup if we okay. pause for a comment on every drink. We'll be no. this will be the whole podcast. I know, I know, but. And I will remind you that you were the one that said that you had to leave early today. Okay, I didn't say I didn't say that we should just rush through things, you know, without even giving due consideration to a drink that's only been mentioned once before on this podcast. <laughs> John, do the makers of DJ Jazzy Hef also produce a Will Smith themed beverage, you know, to go with it? Uh, that would be Gilgamesh Brewing. Yes. Of, yeah. Of course, which is not a sponsor, but you know, fingers crossed. Um, uh, I assume the answer is yes. Okay then. Do you want to? Do you want to? We'll do you want to workshop what it would be called? I would like to. I was trying <laughs> to think of a funny Will Smith themed beverage to suggest. I couldn't think of one. We could, yeah, we could throw around some ideas right now, or maybe also include uh, whoever the guy was who did their human beatboxing on "He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper." Isn't it just oh oh on uh, the, the the guest track? Oh, who is it? Oh, I don't know. Look, look. If they don't, if, they don't have a third member, do they? John, for listeners who would like to hear about this in more de- greater oh. detail. I refer you to the Bear Friend Tea Party episode in which we discuss this album for what seemed at the time like five hours. Chris, you're, you're just making more work for yourself. I, I, like, are you really going to edit that in? I'll probably edit in like a, uh, you know, a beep as if it's been <laughs> edited out. Okay. All right. Then I've got a uh, Anderson Valley Fall Morning Pumpkin, pumpkin Ale, oh, of course. Oh, is that California's Anderson the... Valley? 
yes, it's from Boonville, California. Boonville? I love Boonville. You know that I basically grew up in Boonville, right? Of course I knew that. Okay, just checking. Then I have a glass of ice water. Nice. What happened to your uh, two matched metal tumblers from Costco that Barb gave you? Oh, no, I still have them. They're, they're over here. Or one's over here. There you go. But you're not using them for your ice water anymore. What happened? Did something turn you off them? Did you have a bad experience with them? Uh, This one was closer at hand. Okay. I put a little more thought into the drinks roundup, but fine. It would seem so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then I've got a can of, uh, what do I have here? Um... Dogfish head sea quench ale. Dogfish head doesn't seem like a real thing. Then I've got a nitro, a Stumptown nitro cold brew coffee. I guess there's a thing called a dogfish, right? And a dogfish has a head. So I, I retract my criticism. It's probably a real thing. And then I've got a <laughs> brew doctor kombucha. Mm. Uh, it's a turmeric, turmeric recipe. Yeah. And uh, of course I of course I have a Thai basil soda. Nice. And a... that's a different one from last week, right? Of course. I mean it's and the same it's... brand, but it's a different in yeah. Okay. Obviously, you didn't just I'm... save a soda that didn't get drunk last week for the Then I've got a, a fever tree bitter lemon. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Did I mention my giant bottle of water? Uh no, you yeah. didn't. No. Okay, I have uh, I have that, and then um, breaking from tradition a little bit, uh, I've got a cheese plate. <laughs> <laughs> Can you walk your John? Look, I got a good look at that cheese plate, and it seems scrumptious. Could you? Let's do two things. Chris, on my cheese John, plate, wait, 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 I have wait, wait, wait. a few things. Number one, I'd really like to commend you on the way you're you're motoring through this drinks roundup, despite my numerous attempts to derail you with interruptions. Number two, let's do two things at once. You describe that cheese plate while I run downstairs and get the drink that I forgot to bring up, that I just realized I forgot to bring up, okay? All right, here we go. Ready? That'll be... There'll probably be some exciting music put to this, you know, to, to like like uh, Mission Impossible or something. I'm not describing the cheese plate without you here. To see if I can I want get you to all know the way downstairs exactly which cheeses and then I'm back upstairs before you've finished describing Are you, I feel the like, cheese plate. Can you plate. even hear me today? I feel like you can't even hear me. <laughs> hear and listen are different things. Put it that way. John, I got a good look at that cheese plate. Other podcasts drink because their hosts or their co-hosts are abusive. <laughs> John, Firstly, that's Chris, how you I noticed, can tell I care. The fact I know, that I'm, I noticed that you're not getting that drink. Like, what? What? What are you doing? <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to let you know that I got a good look at that cheese plate, and so I obviously immediately identified every cheese on that platter because I care about cheese. Now, are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. June 26, 1979, panel one, John Arbuckle holding his cat at the front desk of a vet. The vet receptionist says the doctor will see your cat in a moment. Panel two, John Arbuckle turns around in a rapid single take, startled to discover Liz the veterinarian, but we don't know that yet because her name hasn't been said. And she says, who's next, please? Panel three, Garfield is being grasped by John tightly. John says, I think I just died and went to heaven. Garfield thinks to himself, I think I just died. And I'm back. And that's the end of 
June 26, 1979. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Listeners. Thanks for joining us. It's It's been uh, delightful. I.M.The.Worst on Instagram. In, at Inscrutable Taco, the show is Being Jim Davis on Twitter, preceded by the at symbol. Um, good night and, and, and good luck. Thanks for listening, you bunch of monsters. Animals. All right. Tuesday. Um, you said June 26th. That was Tuesday. Apparently, oh. we're on to Wednesday. Whatever. John. Damn, e- that joke is not as funny then. John, every Wednesday, we describe in great detail what <laughs> I'm drinking this week. So, what I've got here. Uh, let's see. Where to even begin? I was my... going to try to get through all seven. <laughs> but my... apparently, e- even, w- even when you're rushing as hard as, as fast as you can, it's, it's, I, three panels is, is, the, is as many as I can get through in the time it takes you to go to your basement and back. I look forward to hearing what it was you said while I was running downstairs. No, I really did describe the strip for June 26, 1979. I thought it was Monday because I was looking at okay, the Okay, so thing. listeners have already heard about Tuesday? Yes. Okay, well, that'll save some time. I'll just edit that in for Tuesday's episode. All right. Uh, John, I've got um, my, my traditional orange sippy cup of water. Yeah, so I have I have a, 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 a Grand Margot Brie. Okay, uh, you ha- okay? I'm sorry, you didn't. paired, of course, okay. with the the traditional Cambazola Black Label, which is also essentially a brie as well. Nice. Um, that's a- and then I have some uh, water crackers. So you've only got two cheeses on that platter. Well, it's the biggest platter I can find in my room. Look, I'm not. I don't want to criticize. It sounds delicious. Like both And then those... I have a bottle of drinking vinegar nice. also. Both of those are high quality cheeses and I commend you on your selection. I kind of feel like you need more than two cheeses to call it a platter. I didn't say platter, I said plate. Oh, did you? Okay, I stand corrected. That is definitely I, I... a cheese plate. Well, okay, one caveat to that. I might have said platter. I would have liked... And look, you do what you can. I get it. I get it. I would have liked to see maybe just a little smear of of a, a nice, soft, mild goat's cheese on there as well. To set I'm not made of off. cheese, Chris. You know, and you know, it, I feel like a two cheese cheese plate is perfectly respectable, especially when it's just you. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't. Oh, oh like, so like if I, we I had a guest, if we had a guest host on, you'd spring for a third cheese. Yeah, I think number of number of attendees to the cheese party plus one mm. is appropriate. So if you have like fifteen people there, you want sixteen cheeses. That's definitely true. Mm. I mean, there are two of us, and you have two cheeses. Like I guess cats. I guess like I'm cats not... and litter boxes, Chris. Cats and litter boxes. I do not appreciate that you just com- connected cheese platters and litter boxes in my head. It's the same principle. <laughs> Uh, look, a lot of the same math is involved. The same, you know, formula. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, you know what? I stand corrected. I stand. What are corrected. you drinking, Chris? John, you'll be you'll be surprised to learn that I'm starting off with my orange sippy cup of water. Got this up here with me. Approve. I have a coconut Lacroix. 
got a lime LaCroix. Listeners, John is not looking at the <laughs> Zoom window, so he couldn't confirm that those were I mean, actually what I had. I'm you, I'm I'm paying attention to my cheese plate. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, listeners now have no way of knowing whether I genuinely held up a coconut and lime LaCroix. Well, they or, wouldn't like, anyway. I mean, it's not like no, people... People trust you. No. People trust you. They know that, that I is very That constantly. is very wrong of them. Listeners trust you. Listeners trust... They, they, you've developed this relationship with listeners over the months such that if I say I've got a mango LaCroix and you say, like, mm-hmm... They over know, the month, what? Over the month, this like just over this month? month? Yeah, just this month. <laughs> just... Uh, September has just been a world a whirlwind month. Okay. For being anyway, Jim Davis, lime and mango Lacroix, right there. John sees them now. I'm confused, Chris. You just held up two cans of. God, damn it, John! I have a Bigelow brand French vanilla flavored black tea. But you don't usually hold two cans up to the camera like that. I was trying to look. You asked. It's not. It's not usually how we do it. You asked me if we could get through this quickly because of your Argentinian exchange student. In response to you, okay. Um, got this Bigelow bland French Bigelow brand French vanilla flavored black tea, which is delightful. Last week I had a cinnamon stick flavored black tea that I felt smelled better than it taste tasted. (laughs) This one, the taste of the tea fulfills the promise that the smell of the tea made smell of the tea isn't writing checks that the taste of the tea can't cash you know what i mean is it a but is it is it good yeah it's very good it's very good oh okay all right john i have another probably disappointing blender filled with a (laughs) uh blended tropical drink uh tonight half of a watermelon two limes and some ice might be good the ice is to keep it cool. I have a espresso cup filled with Mexican table cream. <laughs> John, it said on the, which I'll just be drinking straight, said on the can, stir before opening. I'm not going to do that. How can you, <laughs> e- how, do you, how do you even stir it before opening it? Get your act together, Mexican table cream. Mm. Oh, yeah, that sounds that it's sounds very like a, thick. It sounds delicious. Last but not least, John, the thing I had to run back downstairs for, uh, Rose's brand grenadine, which I'll be drinking straight from the bottle. <laughs> By about Thursday, I would imagine. It's hard to know. It's hard to know where. I think uh, I think we'll start off just with the coconut Lacroix. So what what is this Wednesday? Is that what we said? Um. Yeah, um, I don't know. Let's do Monday, I guess. Let's oh, do it. Right. Let's do the podcast. Okay. I forgot. Um, we ha- we actually haven't introduced the podcast yet. Jim Davis is my name. Hello and welcome in to another episode of Being Jim Davis, the podcast that gives love a bad name. <laughs> My name is John Gibson Take and that, I'm love. Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter and I'm Jim Davis. Chris, it's Monday, June 25th, 1979. It's the 372nd ever Garfield and it's also the 
372nd ever episode of this podcast. Very Unless you true. count the supplemental episode. I do not. Um, it's non-canonical, John. That episode. Episodes. It was a great so episode. Had, supplemental had, episodes. We, we've had two supplemental true, episodes. Two. Both um, of those episodes were excellent, but non-canonical. They happened in a different universe. Mm. Alternate fan Garfield. fiction. Being Jim Davis fan fiction. Yeah. Um, you know what I'd what? like to see more of? Being Jim Davis slash fiction. What happens in this I one, Chris? I would not like to see any of that. Um, John, in today's episode of Garfield, yet another storied branch is grafted onto the Garfield family tree. Which is really weird because I feel like f- like five seconds ago I was writing the synopsis for the episode that that uh, is p- being p- that is airing today, I guess, mm-hmm. and it it was almost word for word the same. <laughs> Garfield family tree is g- growing out of control. I oh, oh no, okay, I was using a family tree uh, uh, type sentence. At first, and then at the last minute, I ditched it for a uh, patchwork quilt mm. metaphor. I mean, how many aunts and uncles can one cat have? At least three. I probably a lot. I mean, kittens are born in litters of you know what, like three, five, a hundred. Who and, knows? And then and and then like the strong eat the weak, right? Mm-hmm. Scientists have yet to determine the size of a typical cat litter. Go on. In panel one of this Garfield strip, mm-hmm. everything is determined by science. True. Scientists are not doubtful about anything in this panel. Panel one is well known to exist in a deterministic universe in which free will is an illusion. <laughs> so Daniel Dennett and Sam Harris are, are, in, standard in, are in standard position. countertop position. <laughs> Daniel Dennett standing at left. Samuel Harris sitting as a cat on at the right. Samuel Harris. Um, that's what his John mother. Arbuckle, that's what his mother calls him when he's been naughty. John Arbuckle says to Garfield, "I'm going to take you to the vet for a checkup." Garfield. <laughs> There's which, your panel one name drop, of course. To which Garfield replies, "We have no more reason to believe in the presence of a vet." Then of a flying spaghetti monster or a teapot <laughs> orbiting around the earth opposite the sun. Hashtag skeptic. John, I have to tell you, I'm a, I'm a big, listeners know, I'm a big fan of philosopher Daniel C. Dennett. I don't much care for Sam Harris. Um, I liked his early work. Mm, fair enough. He's kind of, he's kind of become an asshole lately. Yeah. There's, um, if there's one thing we don't cotton to on this podcast, it's assholes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what he's said lately because I, I unsubscribed to his podcast after he, <laughs> he... He said that Black Lives Matter was a dangerous and divisive organization. Wow, did he say that? He did, yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, John, can I retract something I said earlier? Um, yeah. I misread Garfield's response to John. Uh, upon a closer examination, <laughs> Garfield is thinking, oh, no. That seems more in character. Yeah, it wasn't anything about the flying yeah. spaghetti monster at all. Yeah. Uh, panel two, tight shot of Garfield. Uh, so shock on his face. We're just going to... We're just going to... 
rush right past the way John Arbuckle is leaning forward towards Garfield and has a conspiratorial look on his face. Did we not mention that? I I thought it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was no, part no, and no, parcel. Go on. Okay, okay. Panel two. Panel two. Okay. Tight shot of Garfield. Um, my uncle Barney went to the vet once. My uncle Barney went to the vet once. That's good. Do you want to do one more reading of that? <laughs> do one more just for you. Have fun my with it. My uncle Barney went to the vet once. Now act like you're scared. Uh, nah. Okay. I'm, I'm good. Panel three, basically the same, only Garfield <laughs> looks different. <laughs> that was a very lazy description. Garfield How does is... he look different, Chris? What's different about oh, him? All right. His ears is are it... back. His eyes okay. are closed. And his uh, right paw is sort of over his face, like he's face palming. He's hashtag face palming. Yep. Before that was a hashtag. And he's thinking, he came back as my Aunt Bernice. An early example <sighs> of transphobia. Basically. From a crotchety and old fashioned Jim Dick. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> Look, if, if, if I'm going to have a sympathetic reading. Of this, <laughs> if you're going to read this strip sympathetically, right. I think the implication, right. the implication to me seems to me okay. Two things, Chris. Chris, you had Jim Davis on the one side, and then you had his readers on the other side. There were many fine people uh-huh. on both sides. Yeah, look, some people are Jim Davis, and some people are Nazis. Who's to say? Who's the, you know? It's like there aren't good guys and bad guys here. This is basically the wire. People say that it was Jim Davis who defeated the Nazis in Western Europe, whereas actually it was the Red Army that broke the back of the Wehrmacht. So Uh, about this comic strip. Oh, right, right. So I guess I would read this. I have two issues with this. So number one, I guess I would read it as... Not like transphobia as such, but like Uncle Barney was was transformed to from male to female against his will. That's my reading. But also, that's not a thing vets do. Right. Like if 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 Garfield had been thinking like my Uncle Barney went to the vet once and came back without his testicles. Right. Like that makes sense. That's a thing. Oh, do you think maybe that's the joke? Maybe that's. Yeah, is that what like, is that what he's saying? I mean, maybe. It seems like there's a resonance with the way we take male cats to the vet to have them fixed, but like right. but that's not just cuz you've had your testicles removed doesn't make you a female. Hold on. Let's you know, while we're like complaining about Jim Davis's retrograde, you know, gender right. theory or whatever. Like uh-huh. let let's 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 mention that Fixed is a pretty shitty euphemism. Yeah, that's true. That's that's fair you know, enough. That's like, true. Like, oh, well, we had our cat fixed. Yeah, okay. it was broken. It wasn't broken. It was. It was. You just didn't want it to, you know, make more cats. Yeah. Oh well, I will also say, John. <laughs> I mean, a ma- wow. Okay, an adult male cat that has not had its testicles removed can be a problematic house pet because of marking behavior. And you know aggression. I guess it's kind of weird to have pets in the first place. It is. It is. It's like it's like a weird thing. It. it yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, you want like. Mm, yeah. It is. It's kind of okay. <laughs> mm. 
Because it's like we've bred these animals for thousands of years to make us feel good about ourselves. Like the way Basically. George McFly needs my attention all the time is a real <laughs> ego boost to me. And it's like I'm kind of a sick fuck for getting a dog specifically <laughs> so he would be affectionate towards me at all the time, you know, and like be lonely all day and then so excited when I come home. That's messed up. again, I mean, I... I, I like you, 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 you posit that as though it were like unique, unique to the human animal or not that, you know, we're animals too, but True. the, the, you know, like human pet relationship, but uh-huh. you know, all human relationships are transactional too. I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Well, I mean, there's certainly a, there's certain, okay. Okay. There's certainly a transitional as tra- pardon me, a transactional aspect to all human relationships. I'm not going to deny that. Um, and I think there's a genuine affectionate bond between people and their and their non-human pets as well, right? No, for sure. Like, that George McFly loves it when I rub his belly. And I love rubbing his belly. It's win-win. It really is. No, God, I, I wish just... I was rubbing his tummy right now. He's so cute. <laughs> do you want to pause fucking the podcast while you go rub. get your dog? You loves a tummy rub that dog he cannot get enough tummy rubs when you stop rubbing his tummy he will thrust his tummy vigorously at you as if to indicate like hey here's my tummy you appear to have forgotten <laughs> where it's located pets man pets yeah, are great pets are great well i don't have much to say about this one no like i want to i want to complain that it's like I don't know. Yeah, as you said, um, you know, ex- exhibiting transphobia. But I mm-hmm. don't know if it's even that. There's almost it's almost like there's not enough content for us to really be clear <laughs> on what. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's offensive, but, but I don't have enough information to explain. Like, why. it's not even. I don't think. I don't think he's even aware that that's even a concept. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's not even aware enough of it to be afraid of it. Yeah, I think it's more just like, here's a wacky thing. Yeah. Like, you know? Okay, if he is referring to um, the hold practice on. of neutering a male cat, hold on, hold on, go on. Okay, I am on hold. <laughs> Bernice uh-huh. is the female equivalent of Bernard, right? That's a that's an excellent point. Not Barney. I mean, well, okay. It's not like it's not like when someone goes through uh, you know gender reassignment surgery. You know, when someone transitions, they don't just automatically some, take the Chris, male Chris, or female Chris, cognate Chris, as their name. Some some cat. Thank you. Thank you. No, of course not. No, no. But that's but that's that's obviously that's the core of this joke. It is uncomfortably close. I don't know if it's the core of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wouldn't say he came back as my aunt Matilda. Right. That he, wouldn't he, that wouldn't track. He would be like, Well, my listeners won't get that. It'd be like <laughs> what, what do you mean he came back as a literal different person? That doesn't make sense. Different cat. <laughs> um Cats are people. Is there a female form of the name Barney? And you've been listening to being Jim Davis. Hey. Hit, hit us up on Twitter and let us know the female form of the name Barney. Uh, you can support the show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Please visit our blog at www.beingjimdavis.com, where you can click on things. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at Being Jim Davis. Follow me on Twitter at Inscrutable Taco. Mm. 
Sorry, I was finishing my coconut LaCroix. All done. Uh, and I'm at the Chris Winter, I.M.Worst on Instagram. I only post photos of my feet. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you and good night. <laughs> a while to laugh at that. It was... I can't even trust my <laughs> Slave to the I don't know why it was funny that you said that. It was funny.